1: Welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week, the fastest growing radio show that became a television show that now uh, is the envy of all comedians, because of course comedians now can't make jokes anymore because they all think that Joe Biden is going to be president of the United States of America, and they can't make jokes about him because he's not from the right side of the divide. I'm delighted to say that not only have we got a proper plank now to give people, but we've actually got a little uh, plaque at the top of the plank which says Plank of the Week, which was very kindly sent in to us by one of our listeners in Rotherham. I'll give you his name later on. And I'm delighted to say uh, that here are we... Back in the studio with Kevin O'Sullivan, who was here last week. You're becoming a bit of a regular here.
2: I know, uh, but it's a COVID crisis. It it? is a COVID crisis, so we're actually
1: limited to the numbers of people that we can bring into the building. Olivia Utley is here as well. Uh, She is, of course, the deputy leader writer at The Sun, amongst many other things. Welcome. Uh, Let's start off with you, Kevin, this week, and tell us who your first plank is.
2: Uh, I'm going to go for Martin Bashir and the BBC Uh, uh, for the disgraceful way it appears they treated Princess Diana at a very vulnerable stage of her life, having uh, split up from Charles uh, Bashir. Uh, I mean, I say it's alleged, but we've seen the evidence. It comes from Diana's furious brother, Charles Spencer. Uh, He has provided all of his notes. The BBC has accepted that Bashir got a graphic designer to fake up Bank statements to persuade Diana that people in the royal employee in the royal employ were selling stories of, of her. He, uh, he uh, apparently told Diana that the Queen was a comfort eater with heart problems, that Prince Edward was dying of AIDS, and created in her mind the feeling that everyone at the palace was conspiring against her, selling stories uh, to the papers about her uh, and coerced her into giving that iconic interview 25 years ago that completely changed the way the British people look at the royal family. Uh, it was a groundbreaking interview uh, that stunned the world. Mm. Uh, fine. Well, you, you might know.
1: say he took advantage but, of a, a woman in a pretty vulnerable state at the time, Well, that's what I'm saying. The, He's time, she, right?
2: the poor woman was at a very vulnerable stage. Her marriage had just ended. Uh, and he preyed on her like an evil parasite. And uh, it's a disgrace what happened. Uh, just like Watergate, though, almost worse than the uh, deed itself. Uh, Bashir's deceit is the way the BBC tried to cover it up and basically tried to say it. So Tony Hall, the former... Uh, director general, who at the time in 1995 was head of news and therefore in charge of the Panorama programme that broadcast the interview. Uh, He basically said, uh, uh, Martin, I've spoken to Martin about forging the bank statements. Uh, He regrets that. He regrets it. And that's all. That's really? all it is, yeah. So, so the
1: fact that the senior BBC journalist, mm-hmm. you know, uh, excuse me for asking you this, Olivia, senior BBC journalist forges documents, probably pays somebody to forge well, documents. Well,
2: no, we know that, because the right? bloke's, bloke's come forward. He, yeah, yeah. He was on... So, on, OK, all right, yeah. so
1: let's just recap. Yeah. So BBC journalist forges, gets, gets a forger, gets him to do a bunch of forgeries, pays him for doing that, mm-hmm. then takes the forgeries to Princess Diana, her, who is the wife of the heir to the throne, um, also includes his her brother, who is, you know, uh, Earl Spencer, um, and then somehow coerces her to doing an interview with the BBC. I mean, I'm sorry, don't the BBC have any standards of any kind?
3: Yeah, it's incredibly dodgy. and. I can't see the BBC doing it now. I mean, I don't like the BBC very much at <laughs> all. Well, no, no. I have a lot of, of problems week. with the BBC. It's you just can't trust just, the BBC as far as you can throw it. No, you can't it. trust them, but not on something like that. They're sort of cleaner than clean goody two-shoes now. Um, it's sort of amazing that they were able to Isn't get it? away with it in 1995. But also, the question
1: I would want to know, Kevin, is who knew about this? I mean, it's all very well for um, well, for Tony Halls to say, oh yeah, listen, I've had a word with Martin Bashir, who by the way, has been telling everybody that he's very ill with coronavirus. Apparently he was spotted going to his local takeaway it was in, it
2: was in the mail on sunday <laughs> on it, 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 by the way uh, the bbc said i'm afraid throughout this this has been r- raging for a couple of weeks uh, really uh, hit uh, explosion point on saturday when the daily mail carried about 10 pages with all of all thoughts and mm. notes by the way uh, aristocrats in this country, why is it so, confu- it's so confusing what to call them? Charles Spencer's got about 500 names. Charles Spencer, Lord Spencer, Earl Spencer, Lord Althorpe. What is
3: that guy's name? <laughs> I- i uh, for a while that his name was Earl. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Earl, hey, George. Yeah,
3: not what I was expecting from Diana's <laughs> but, brother.
2: But, and also, he is a, a man who is very, it's very easy to dislike. He is a pompous mm, person. He is He's rather full of himself. But he has got a point here, clearly, and he took meticulous notes of what Bashir was up to. Uh, he concluded the guy was... Uh, Full of rubbish and was not telling the truth and was de- deliberately trying to deceive his sister. Diana uh, swallowed it and gave the interview. Now the point is, the BBC, uh, you know, until it's blue in the face, will always tell you can trust us. Oh, yeah. Our journalism, we are so trustworthy. Yes. we're on the gold the most trusted, the world's greatest journalists. You know, well, if this psh, is the do you sort know, of any thing, forges, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. slimy little forges. Now the bloke, I mean, the poor I've, guy, I've had
1: some interesting career choices in my time, but I've never actually met or had. In my employ, a forger. Mm. Sorry, I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, where'd you find a forger from?
2: Well, well you know, Martin I,
1: Bashir apparently knows where they are. You know, <laughs> I
2: mean, I, I've been worked on the, the Sunday People in the early 1980s when the News of the World was firing on all cylinders too. We were both selling about four million copies each. Uh, I, you know, I met some pretty. Uh, dodgy characters who used some very underhand techniques. Most of them were working on the papers. But I've (laughs) never seen any... Yeah, no, I mean it. Uh, The journalists uh, on on the screws and the uh, people uh, in those days, they were very strange characters. I mean, Mm. close to being criminals, to be honest with you, some of them. Uh, But I've never seen anyone go quite to the lengths this man did. And it's not just using underhand techniques, it's the way that he preyed on this woman when she was at a very
3: low end. Because the interview was so sensational, Sort so as an individual, Martin Bashir
1: it? made his entire career. Did he not get hired by some network well, in went, America? he went
3: over to NBC. I think he went
1: to work for NBC for a yeah, while. So he's yeah. made an awful lot of you know capital off the back of that one but, interview because yeah. right? he was pretty unknown. I seem but, to remember d- when he did it.
2: Yeah, no, no, he came from nowhere. Right, uh, it made his name. Uh, he. Uh, You know, he employed this guy to to, to forge up bank statements. The guy, the the CGI forger, he said, oh, I was on, I did this. He said, oh, I regularly forged up documents for for, for Panorama. No, no, so so they're obviously doing this all the time. Uh, He got fired. Bashir was saved by the BBC mm. inquiry. Yeah. Tony Hall then has another inquiry, which rules said, oh, you know, it wasn't entirely above board, but basically it was the scoop of the century. Let's now, just move on. This we? is a huge, huge cloud hanging over the BBC. Michael Gray said this at the mm. weekend. He said this is much, much worse. Well, they're going to the have BBC to do, aren't they, a proper investigation,
1: which well, will name gonna, names well,
2: and well, say, well, it it this.
3: Well, it has to, a year and a half. Yeah. And no yes, well, though, but it has it to be. Down, it's, it's
2: external. They've had to agree because they've already oh, had really? an internal. Mm. Allthorpe wrote to Tony Hall and indeed Tim David, the new Director General, and said, I'm not accepting an internal inquiry. You've had to already, mm. and both of them are whitewashers. Mm. Uh, I will demand an external yeah. inquiry. So the next inquiry, uh, which will get going very soon, will be external. And let me tell you, the BBC aren't going to come out of it w- well. And uh, I wouldn't be, if I was Martin Bashir, planning my long service party uh, at the BBC because no. I don't see any way ahead for the BBC except for to fire Martin Bashir. Yeah, I would have thought so, that's going to have to
1: happen and speaking just finally of ways of uh, pronouncing and saying Earl Spencer's name, there's a guy who I used to work with at the Express who was quite senior, I believe he might still be in this building, so I'm not going to name him um, but he came out and said on the day of the funeral, because we were trying to set put the papers, you know, sort of set it all up so that we could just go whammo, 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 whammo with everything that we needed to do, because we were selling more papers you could, you know, shake a stick at. and he said, nope! We must wait until the Earl of Spencer has spoken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? So he thought he was the Earl of Spencer, which <laughs> I think was great. But when he, when, he's, when he, <laughs> so he's, he's Earl Spencer, Charles Spencer, Earl of Spencer, Lord, yeah. but he's Lord Al- Althorp. And also, then there's another one. Also, no, there's another one. It's here's Lord another one. Althorp. I was going <laughs> to say.
1: Lord yeah, I was going to ask you that. Isn't Althorp pronounced yeah, yeah.
2: Well, Throp? Well, who knows? Throp. I've heard that. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Althorp. Althrop. Well, the guy's percent. got about seventeen names. <laughs> I was going to ask you actually if you had any kind around, of um,
1: you know antecedents in the old um, in the old posh brigade because I heard you saying on his show at the weekend that some of your family had gone off on a secret church mission. <laughs> to Speaking to I mean, church uh, services. <laughs> I, you know, once again, amongst things that I don't know about uh, in truly Forges is secret churches. You know, because it sounds to me like something you'd do very much in the sort of stately home was type huge, scenario. No, really?
3: No, it was a. I can't say too much. No, don't give I'll anything away. Trouble. I wouldn't want you to get in um, trouble. Yeah, but but it, but it was
2: big. It was, wow. Yeah. Well, this is Boris's legacy. This, this is Boris's. This is Boris's legacy.
3: Speakeasy
1: churches. Bootleg churches. Yeah, unbelievable. We Do you think out. there was any holy wine being served?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but having like a Not nearly same. enough. <laughs> Not nearly
1: enough. No, Olivia, give us your first plank.
3: Uh, my first plank is John Major for yes. his absolutely awful speech um, yesterday in which he basically said that Britain can't do anything on its own. We're a rubbish, tiny little country. We're, we only, we're only 1% of the population. Well, yeah, but we're the fifth largest economy yeah. in the world. He hasn't <laughs> quite put that two put and two together, has he? Doesn't seem to have done. No. Mm. I mean, why is he still talking? He was the Prime Minister when I was born. Yes. He used to be Prime Minister when I was three. Also, he wasn't particularly he good at doing doing, the hanging way. around? No. Led I mean, the it's to not to like when you go, let's think time. of all the
1: greatest prime minister of the 20th century i don't think john major's name ever comes up no. You know, totally I mean, he's behind all sorts of people who some people think are much more gummy. I mean, Tony Blair, you might not like what he did, but he's a pretty memorable prime he was minister. He good at politics. You know, but John Major, the really only thing I can wasn't. remember John Major for doing uh, was shagging Edwina Curry, <laughs> um, you know, which came as a great shock to, I think, all of us, mm. really. I mean, the only thing that was, he wasn't doing it in Downing Street, but the idea that he'd actually
2: managed to attract anyone to him was quite extraordinary. Well, what he is, though, uh, what this speech was predicated on is the fact that John Major... Uh, first of all, he's a childish, juvenile politician. That, you know, in the way that I the politicians are like that. Mm. Uh, they don't get their way. They stomp and they stamp and they scream forevermore. Uh, uh, and what he is, is an obsessive remainer. Mm. So he didn't get his way. And what this speech was all about is well, we're leaving Europe and now we're going
3: to be weedy and small and useless. It's mm. all your fault because you made the wrong decision. Yeah. It's like, grow up. But I don't remember. And then, remember. Of, and then I was, it was amazing on social media all of his sort of remainer friends who all have wanted a second referendum for the last seven years and that's literally all they've been talking about all tweeting it going, um, yeah, John May just making an excellent point here. This should get circulated because the mainstream media will ignore it yes because it's completely irrelevant and right. boring and just i'm not true. why is it there and, and, not and, and complete true. rubbish it's and, from, not and it true. doesn't matter what he thinks was an anyway
1: argument was being made about three years ago by people who still haven't got over but, it but doesn't is, make it right
3: also, it's just not really our biggest issue Really,
2: but his big point was at the end of this denigration of britain it's a second class nation it is no longer in the top flight yes it is and by the way you know don't Bad mouth my country, thanks very much. You're mm. the former prime minister. Absolute disgrace to do that. But what it's all about is he wants, after we've left Brexit, after we've come to a deal, he wants a confirmatory referendum. Another referendum. What, to, to show just, that we did the no, right no, no, thing? No, 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 to possibly reject the agreement and therefore we mm, all go back so. to normal. I mean, That's really. how so mad he is. Back he's insane. Yeah, he yeah. really is.
1: And That's
3: how, I mean, he can't think he's going to win anyone over with this. Does he seriously think making that speech that some Brexiteers are going to watch him and be like, Oh, God, yeah, sorry. Um, I do hate Britain, actually. You're completely yes, right. We yeah. are a rubbish country.
0: Oh, it's just Should taking John Major
3: but, it. but, oh, but it's yeah. a similar, there was a
1: kind of vein of that all going through this weekend with all the ridiculous nonsense about, you know, Biden winning the US presidential election, which, by the way, he hasn't done yet. But this kind of self harming uh, facet of pre- people's personalities came out. People who are massive remainers saying, oh, yeah, let's hope Biden punishes Britain mm. now because he's <laughs> pro uh, Europe and he's pro the EU and he's against Brexit and he doesn't like Boris. So this will be great. He'll give us a crap trade deal. Mm. And you're kind of going why would you wish to get a crap yeah. trade deal out of another country yeah. that you would prefer to get a better trade deal with in order not to be punished it's very weird isn't it, it really is. yeah. we'll talk more about that because my first um, nominee is actually adam bolton from sky tv now uh, you and i talk about sky quite a lot it used to be owned by the people that own this building uh, not anymore it's now owned by nbc in america which is quite a lefty tv organization in the it's states comcast. owned by comcast which is yeah. a cable television company as well um, but I couldn't quite believe my eyes. On Saturday, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel a bit dirty, actually, for even having to admit this, that I put Sky News on on Saturday afternoon because I'd walked the dog, um, you know, dinner was on, nothing else to do, so I thought, I'll just put it on. And I saw there was this Rudolph, Rudolph Giuliani press conference which took place hilariously in the Four Seasons parking lot of a hand- <laughs> of a hardware store rather than the Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> it's like Rudy, I, still believe, I still don't believe that they did that by accident they couldn't have possibly thought they were booking the four seasons hotel and instead found themselves in a parking lot i just don't get it anyway suddenly there was this kind of you know a fanfare started up and i thought it's a bit weird um because they weren't going to the rudy press conference this fanfare started up and bolton was sitting there and the sort of flag started to appear and there was a sort of temple almost of sort of with ionic pillars behind him and he sort of put on a specially pompous voice to say that you know sky news is now ready to declare the winner in the u.s presidential election 2020 and then there was sort of pause for dramatic effect and i'm kind of going what's going on here you know and why are sky doing it i mean nobody cares right but then he invokes the sort of the nbc name and said you know thanks to you know excessive exit polling done by nbc we can now declare the winner and then there was another kind of and then suddenly biden's name came out of nowhere and it was like what is this, toy town? I mean, it's like what you would do as a sort of prefect in the sixth form is going, this is how we'd announce it. It was really embarrassing. And And also this came on top of last week, this ridiculous kind of um, detailed examination of county by county voting in Pennsylvania. And I'm going... Nobody cares about what's happening in Allegheny County, which is a small uh, suburb north of Philadelphia. I'm
3: so sick of on? just thinking they're American. It's it's like you say, Brits wanting to get a bad trade deal off Biden. They forget that they're actually British, that they're the ones who are actually going to have to live through this. And they hate
1: Donald Trump to such an extent, and they hate Boris Johnson to such an extent, that they'd rather lionise a bloke called Joe Biden who, by the way, was one of the uh, architects of bombing Syria when he was the vice president uh, with Barack Obama in charge of the White House, Mm. did absolutely nothing in eight years. And this is not because I support Donald Trump. It's because literally Joe Biden is not famous for doing anything Mm. apart from abusing Clarence Thomas, who tried to be a Supreme Court judge and who was harassed to such an extent by Joe Biden when he was the leader of that particular committee, that that Clarence Thomas basically said, look, nothing is worth this. I'm not willing to take any more of your questions. They accused him of doing all sorts of horrible things to one of his um, assistants. They accused him of all sorts of sexual um, oddities, malpractices. They ruined the guy's life, effectively. And that was Biden. Yeah. You know, and he's not a particularly gr- And everybody goes, oh, he's such a decent man. Well, he may well be. I don't know that. I don't know the man particularly well. But certainly his political career does not suggest that he should be uh, sort of painted as some kind of messiah-like figure, you know?
2: Well, it's just this, you know, Donald's gone, it's a whole new dawning, and they're they're trying to but, you know the uh, Bolton could barely try trying, trying to sort of depict it as a, you know this brave new world at last the sun is rising again after 4 years of darkness you must be joking first of all america's completely divided there's going to be yeah. blood on the walls over there not just for the next 70 days or so while but, uh, Donald's just still in power but for the next 4 years uh, and the administration Biden and Harris will get Absolutely nothing done because they haven't got the Senate, haven't even got a very good majority in Congress. Mm. Uh, they haven't got the power to get anything. They will be impotent and useless. Yeah. They're useless anyway, but uh, without uh, the mechanism of power, they can't get anything through. Oh, so so when did the media useless? become so enthralled in with individual politicians? I mean, I grew up
1: being sceptical of all politicians. You know, I don't particularly trust any of them whether from which side of the the divide they come Mm. you know i'm not interested in in, you know my politician who's going to save me and make my life better you know my life is my responsibility Mm. i don't need the prime minister or the president to sort of help me particularly
3: not the president i mean british media organizations being so ridiculous about an election which Basically, is not that much of our business. I no, mean, it yeah. really isn't. And
1: all of this stuff Take about, you know, oh, he's going to not like us. He's going to be very anti-British. No, he's not. He's got so- all sorts of, you know, he has not yet been recognised by China, by Russia mm. or by Saudi Arabia or by Turkey. I would suggest those are four bigger problems than he's got dealing with well, Brexit. Boris,
2: yeah. Boris refused to go there, didn't he? Uh, when he was questioned, you know, are you saying, are you accepting that... Well, he has uh, now, though. He has has
1: now. No, he has now. No, he's actually sent him a letter of, of a note of congratulation. (laughs) Which which
3: was hilarious. Which was ridiculous because, you
1: know, he's not president yet.
3: Well, the the strangest thing about that message was that message from Downing Street that he posted on Twitter, which was just sort of black, kind of plaque-looking thing, with congratulations to Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. But underneath, it said, congratulations to J- to Donald Trump. And if you zoom right in, and this sounds like it's made up, it honestly right. isn't. A lot of people have spotted what, it. This is another one of these Boris two no. letters things. Oh, thing. it's so weird. Um, <laughs> he he always keeps that. his options yeah, open. You should, you should have a look at it. Because, oh, my God. I mean, It's all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> literally that. He
2: always keeps his options but open. But How could no one indict
3: yeah. you? Why could not just delete the it You might as well just have just put congratulations put to
2: insert name here. insert presidential candidate Jesus, that's amazing. That's funny. amazing. Let's have Travel your second it. one, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go for pollsters. Yeah, yes. Both sides of the Atlantic, but especially in America. Uh, the result of the election, uh, you know, I think Biden will emerge as the president in the end after months of wrangling, but he will be the president. But the result uh, was on a knife edge. The, the margin of victory Is absolutely wafer thin, really, really tight. I mean, hundreds of votes here and there basically turned it. Now, so any factor that got Biden over the line is important. Here's a massive factor, here's a massive reason why people vote. They want to vote for the winner. Lots of people assess who's going to win. I will now vote for them. Uh, And they like to say afterwards, I voted for the winner. I knew he'd win. I voted for him. Now, when you're making that assessment in America, who shall I vote for? Uh, I want to vote for the winner. That comes on the back of a year, at least a year of constant polling, saying that Joe Biden was going to be the landslide winner. It was going to be an absolute avalanche in his favour. Donald Trump would be crushed Uh, forgotten, uh, consigned to the scrap heap of history with hardly any votes at all. Uh, That did not happen. It was very close. So the point is, though, when people went to the ballot box in America, they had in their mind the image of Joe Biden, the triumphant victor. Yeah. He was the victor, the winner. And that got, that, a, that got him a I lot of votes. I think there is
1: something in that, because people don't want to turn up in the local no, it's, it's bar. Massive. and be is Or oh, you voted for Trump when he got slaughtered. No, what, no, no. are you an idiot? No, 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 I people, think there's some truth to that.
2: Well known, people want to vote for the winner. Mm. They've been told for a, at least a year in America uh, and around the world, we've been told, Joe Biden's definitely going to be the winner. It's going to be a massive winner. It's going to be a landslide. Uh, now, so that got... That got Biden over the line. So in the future, I'm very much against regulation, uh, if at all possible, in any area. Uh, you know, I like uh, small government, not big government, but I do think I quite like no government I, but, at all. <laughs> How do, about yeah. we just try to yeah. do it ourselves? It, could, <laughs> it couldn't be worse, <laughs> no. But but with polling, uh, I think we need regulation and we need to know what questions they're asking, where they're asking. Well, them, I'll tell you what, here's a better idea. Asking.
1: How about you just do away with polling? Well, make what, it illegal,
2: yeah, but you're never going to do Why it. Why not
1: again. make it illegal? I can't think of any poll that I've ever seen that has enriched my life or given me any knowledge what? that I didn't already have. Well, well, the, the, because the politi- most of the time, you can deconstruct any poll yeah. and say, well,
0: it doesn't matter who you are. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless how to get 30 30 to get 30 bit to get 20 20 to 20, get 2020 to 20, get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com switch 45 dollars upfront for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for a limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: that question of it's clearly not representative of this group of people most
2: people won't though most people won't won't so what i'm saying in the future is uh we need to know the question there so i know what see these polls in america that went to arizona and to florida and all these swing states uh, and said w- wh- who are you going to vote for oh, I know what the, they're, they're, they, these are commissioned by the left wing television stations and the left wing newspapers uh, the question would have been you know in order to prevent four more years of pestilence <laughs> homophobia horror terror and terrible management by the awful Donald Trump would you vote for Joe Biden
3: uh, yeah I would <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, that's well, you, we've all known about the phenomenon of shy Trump voters yeah. and shy Tories for years so I, I, I thought in this election you know that it seemed be predicting a pretty substantial majority for Joe Biden. And I thought, well, they must be overcorrecting. They must be so worried about Mm. making the same mistake again Mm. that they're underplaying how well Joe Biden's going to do. So I put money on on a huge Biden victory because I thought that's the only possible explanation. But no, they were just wrong again. And it's hard to work out. And also they not
1: only were wrong about the actual margin of victory, but they were wrong about the whole kind of process of of the Trump support, because He got more support this time than he got last time. Three million more votes.
3: And the only place where he lost votes was among white working class men. The
2: pollsters call... All the pollsters called Florida for Biden. Uh, Not only only did Trump win Florida, he got miles more votes there than he did the last time. The pollsters in... All areas in America were hideously wrong on this, and I think that the, the real scandal here is not their wrongness; it's that they deliberately w- set out to be wrong. Mm. Now, you know, I've commissioned polls, you haven't, yeah. You know, uh, and the first thing the polls, polling company—well, the first thing mm. the polling company say, says to you is what result do you want, right? Uh, and then they go out and get it for you.
3: It's a really weird way of working. So what I'm
2: saying is in the political area, the creation of the image of the victor is a really important factor in who wins the election. And the pollsters are singularly responsible for creating that image around Biden. And in the future, I think we've got to find out exactly who did the pollsters talk to and exactly what question did they ask. We need more transparency in this I area. think it's
3: especially true in a country where it's just a personality mm. contest, basically, and it's got to be a, per- it's a yeah. sort of a cult thing. Yeah. You either yeah. Lo- yeah. love Trump and he's got this thing yeah. of being the winner. And if yeah. you don't think he's going to be the winner, then yeah. that, he yeah. does sort of lose yeah. his sheen. And yeah. then maybe, yeah. Yeah, because also that. if
1: you think about it I mean I can't name you one policy that Joe Biden actually his, was campaigning on no, his only on. policy was I'm not, Do- not,
3: no, I, I, he has not not got, being Donald Trump I think Yeah, that's exactly it right. I'm not Donald Trump yeah. not telling people to swallow bleach yeah. that was quite funny well, by the way yeah. while we're
2: talking about uh, uh, this sort of uh, mist of uh, disinformation that has uh, descended since Joe Biden was apparently named president. Uh, one of the things that suddenly everybody's writing about is the the wonder and the charisma of Kamala Harris. I've seen more charisma uh, on a dead earthworm. She's
3: got Twitter bio. She's got my big red flag. She's not. She is not. I don't
1: think she's no ready charisma. for that kind of high What's office. A, actually, I really don't. Cl- I don't think she's quite there. You know, when you see some... um, I mean, it's about time, by the way, we should say, that America actually recognise that there is another gender and they (laughs) managed to get a woman into the White House, you know, because the last time, uh, apart from Hillary Clinton, I seem to remember it was Geraldine Ferraro all the way back when Walter Mondale was running and she was perceived to be, because she had a name that ended in O, part of the Mafia. I mean, this is how backward the voting system is in America, you know, because she was an Italian-American and she was from Queens, they all were like in the Midwest, oh yeah, she must be in the Mafia then so she's bound to be corrupt, but also she's a woman, oh my God, you know, I mean they couldn't even conceive of it, it seems incredible incredible that such a modern country would be so backward. But, you know, I just she doesn't look to me as though she realizes that she's going to, I mean, she may be brilliant. I have no idea. And I don't know much about her. But she does not look to me as though she's really stepped up from sort of state level, even um, into national level politics. But, you know, we shall see. Who's your uh, Who's your second
3: one? Um, my second one is Prince Harry. Nice oh, yes. for good the old Prince Harry. Wreath, date. Prince Harry, who managed to make Remembrance Sunday all about himself somehow. Yes, um, surprise, surprise. So he obviously could have just come to London and put a wreath yeah, down. Call me um, old fashioned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, come to London, lay his wreath. Um, instead, he leaked. He he didn't. Come, he didn't put a wreath down. No wreath was laid for him. Um, on behalf of him, well fair enough why should anyone layer up a yeah. wreath on behalf of him if he's not going to go it? But also how would we know that that was else? the
1: case unless he told someone?
3: Well exactly so then it was leaked to the papers that, that um, Prince Harry asked for someone to put a wreath down for him but no one would do it for him um, and clearly <laughs> he leaks it brother. himself. So, <laughs> Especially his own brother <laughs> hates
2: him. Right.
3: Living his lovely life in mm. California mm. and he even went with Meghan to a graveyard and did this awful posing photo where they both sort of honestly literally almost got their Hands over their oh. hearts, looking at the grave. Do you know what it looked and like to me? It looked so... like a
1: promotional shot for yes. a movie. It, yeah, it you know, like... you know, coming this like... fall, Meghan and Harry, yeah. and the story of the greatest Mega, fight no. that Meghan ever and wise. Harry,
2: remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. it's all that. So
1: remember? Also, yeah. I mean, I've, I can think of some pretty bad stunts. But suppose in a cemetery oh. where people who it's have been so killed, dying awful. for their country,
2: like... are lying. You just think, what yeah, were you but, thinking? But it's like a Remembrance Day, as in remember to take a photographer. My favourite, there was a great tweet it, where somebody had put, because I posted
1: actually. it and somebody put, you know, at the going down of the sun, you will remember me. <laughs> you know, because that's basically what she was doing. Yeah. It's disgusting. You know? it's it really disgusting. is. Trying so, to I mean, cash in on Remembrance Day.
2: Yeah. How dare you. Also, yeah.
1: particularly given his connection, a prior connection uh, to the military, you know, and the Marines, of which he was the colonel-in-chief, I think, and, you know, the fact that a lot of his fellow soldiers feel really let down by him, Mm. you know, because as much as we make fun of him, like, running off to Hollywood with his sweetheart and all of that, you know, he has actually got a responsibility, or did have, I think, to raise people's awareness of the military, to make sure that, you know, there's always plenty of money going to the charities, and he's always available to do whatever public service mm. he could do for them. And now he's literally just chucked and them in the bin. It would
3: have been such a powerful message to fly back here and to show that, you know, the military and remembering say, something, I remembering our dead is no I more I am important in the world. Yeah. Than, than my little fuse with yeah, my but, family. And here I am to show that yeah. I genuinely... Yeah,
1: no I, matter where I am I in the world, it, yeah. I will always turn up yeah. for
2: this. He asked uh, the royal family to put a wreath on the centre path, mm. path for, for him, didn't, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. And uh, they and said no. He told,
1: but then he told everyone that, because yeah, well, he's
2: because he's like that because he's petulant yeah. so he's very angry he's that like the a world. baby the well, reason, reason they don't they didn't do it for you Harry is they don't like you yeah, yeah. you know you're out yeah. you are now in exile oh
3: compared to Kate god she looked amazing at the semi she park. looked yeah and just what a, a, what a
2: great picture
3: what a great picture yeah. yeah
1: she looks fabulous right well my second one to get back to the mundane people of our common uh, bond is mark drakeford the, f- the first well, minister of more Wales. Mundane than
3: that, <laughs> <do they?
2: laughs>
1: now call me um now last week i actually said you know that we were looking at a, a government in, in britain that was so hapless that it was making mark drakeford look like the wisest man in politics right i'm now going to reverse that i'm I afraid that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't the wisest man in politics of the very because let's get this right during the two-week lockdown sorry 17-day fire break fire break break, lockdown um merthyr tidville which is in wales became the most infected part of britain with coronavirus now as we often say in this business we're not scientists you know it might well be that that just happens to be a coincidence but they look very good i mean because i've always said who judges whether or not these lockdowns work right you know we don't really think that they do work he said when he uh, opened up Wales again on Monday. Um, well, we'll find out in a couple of weeks whether it worked. Well, hang on. If you're not sure whether it worked, why the hell did you do it?
3: Well, yeah. That's what we're they seeing seem to have in. A high, higher rate coming out of lockdown than we're mm. having going into yeah. lockdown. Yeah, I mean, to me, it seems that unless you know that compliance is very high, which it clearly isn't at the moment. You can just no, tell that it's, it's not. Is, right. then, then this is definitely, I think lockdown is going to do more harm than good because instead of going to the pub and meeting people in a casual scenario, the best way to pass on coronavirus yeah. seems to be to be with a small number of people in close contact yeah. for a long period of time. So everyone's having people round to their houses because yeah. that's the only thing they can of do. Of course they are. The and, absolute wonder. You know, the, the, the great British
1: pastime, you know, the national pastime of drinking, basically, is never going to be curtailed. No. People will find amazingly... Um, kind of interesting and imaginative ways of drinking in this country i mean i yeah. talked to my daughter in dubai because she misses london so much that whenever i tell her a story about her, i said well don't worry there's there's always somewhere that you can find mm. to get a drink it doesn't matter what's going on there will be somebody selling drink somewhere there'll a be a park somewhere us. or there'll be a friend somewhere or Ooh. there'll be some little speakeasy that's opened up so that people can go you know exactly. brits will always find a way to get a drink a in public around
3: for a um, boozy blm rally the ah there you party. go
1: how did that did you make a couple of <laughs> placards you know, business meetings, and we yeah, go around and clean. Busy, you, you know, dinner with some business. I had somebody say, "I could, um, I could maybe pop round. I'll bring a pizza box. They might think I'm delivering it." I went, "Yeah, good idea." <laughs> you know, I mean, there's idea, all sorts yeah. of ways of of doing it, and I think there's a kind of nod and a wink being made by people, mm. and includes and include the government in that, by the way. Well, um,
3: um, which is, so it means we've got the absolute worst of all worlds. We're destroying the whole economy with absolutely no epidemiological effects no, at all. Exactly. Well, no, well, that, just that's what I think. Well, that's why it's so bizarre. The thing
2: about lockdowns is what is quite clear is they don't save lives, as people keep saying. They postpone deaths. Mm. So lockdowns, uh, I think we're being uh, conned here, they, 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 what they do is they enable a government to be able to say, never to have to say, 2,000 people died mm. yesterday. So you spread out. Yeah. But But, you know, Alison Mm -hmm. Pearson—they only have to say 150, 200.
1: Alison Pearson made that point and Mm -hmm. was absolutely monstered um, by the sort of lockdown fanatics who said, "Oh, well, you might as well say that you know, cancer treatment postpones death." Well, no, it's not quite the same thing. No. But, you know, they were trying to make out that she was now so kind of anti-lockdown that she was literally anti-medicine mm. because all medicine stops yeah. you from dying. Yeah. But it doesn't really because it yeah. only postpones it.
2: The, well, that's not the point, is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, the death count of, the, of the, this uh, alleged coronavirus crisis as we always say. Well, I don't think there's anything alleged about the crisis. No, 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 the coronavirus coronavirus didn't cause the crisis. The government caused the crisis with its overreaction. But uh, the death count at the end of it will be the same whether or not we had lockdowns or not. Uh, But it might take longer to get there and Mm. it'll be more spread out. So this is just a political technique. So Boris never has to say 2,000 people died yesterday.
1: Well, I thought one of the interesting things uh, as well was that list of um, eligibility for the vaccine you know because you have to get down i mean got about you guys well i mean <laughs> you might be a it like me but i mean to get to you uh, <laughs> no, there's going to be about 45 million people ahead of you yeah. you know because you're not in any kind of risk group at yeah. risk and you'd think that any normal person analyzing how dangerous this disease is would look at the list of people who are going to get the vaccine and go ah yeah. if you're under 60 you're probably okay actually mm. you
2: know and,
3: can, can we have and- can
2: we have th- th- those things that Used to be around when we were younger, Mike, you know, journalists, proper journalists. Real journalists. You know, journalists who ask questions, who are sceptical, because the coverage of this uh, coronavirus crisis, uh, ever since it started, in terms of the journalistic, or what they call the mainstream media, I don't know what the non mainstream media are, but newspapers, television, yeah. radio stations, has been a bunch of like, they're like um, seals on feeding day. Yeah, yeah. What's today's announcement? Mm. Okay, we'll faithfully reproduce yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, why don't they start asking questions? You know, was any of this ever necessary? With this vaccine, then I go, oh, we're all saved by Christmas. No, we're not. It's going to be six months. I mean, months, there are to if be if fair. There are
1: occasional questions asked, and I remember one that was asked, which was good before we went into this lockdown, and I can't remember who asked it, but it was have you actually economically modelled this out? Mm, have you actually yeah. looked the into the damage? Was, and they went, uh, no. No,
3: no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it and like, that just what? seems so unbelievably basic. Like any business taking on any yeah. project would look at the pros and cons right. it's an document, and weigh it up in a proper document. I mean, you know, any business in
1: the middle of all of this is looking at profit and loss all the time. Mm. Should we stay open? Should we close? I mean, how can the government not be doing that? What about the
2: fire break, which all the indications, if you look at Mel- Merthyr Tivill hasn't worked, um, so maybe have to up the ante now and actually set fire to Martha Tidfil. <laughs> <laughs> so so like out- combat you know, the <laughs> disease
1: well, in no, that do way. Do that thing yeah. they did in outbreak where they fly over it and just bomb it. You know, yeah, with of those, I mean um, that's what we're going to have to do. Like
0: yeah, don't rule it out. I mean the way this government's
2: going, they'll be bombing us.
1: Unbelievable. We're killing you to save you. Yeah, because that's what you need to do, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't. Dead people save don't pass lives. the disease on. <laughs> Hands, but le- face, but this government death.
2: Yeah, but this government, uh, Peter Hitchens, very it, good phrase. They have turned themselves into the anti-death league. Yeah, they're trying to save people. Yeah. People must not die of COVID. What about any other conditions? Yeah, but oh, hang hang on. Right, that's no, fine. No, there's a lot of people dead over there.
1: Never mind them. So, yeah. Listen, look at me. Fifty thousand deaths from cancer and heart problems. No eyes.
2: problem. <laughs> Suicide, Forget it. We've got to save COVID patients. Also, did you see there was a rather so bizarre
1: tweet that went out yesterday from somebody who was involved in um the ministry for health i think it was but it was a sort of minister in charge of suicides or something like that i mean it was a very weird title <laughs> but they were almost celebrating the fact that they could out and they could now announce that suicides have not gone up since the lockdown well, first are. of all one i don't believe them but they two, are. why would you actually make that statement yeah, there's yeah. really nothing good coming out of any of that
2: yeah well it's probably you the government lying well the it problem, could
1: well be what's your third one
2: uh, I'm going to go for taking the knee at football matches, oh, yes. which I thought uh, this just past weekend... When, I thought uh, that was all done. ...when Fulham and uh, delivered to the world uh, an exercise in how to take penalties, the worst penalty ever taken against West Ham. Yes, Olivia's now an expert in this particular <laughs> <Yeah>. penalty <laughs> after you quizzed her on it but at I, the weekend. I, but <laughs> but I was, obviously I watched that game. It was, like, it was on Saturday. And before every match, the nearest uh, weekend to Remembrance Day they always have a little remembrance service. And usually when you're at a football match, it is quite moving. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the silence the, is, the cry, yeah. The crowd go into perfect silence and there's a, a, a trumpeter doing the last post. Uh, down at Craven College, by the way, it's always a bit funny because we have a trumpeter who always misses the notes. <laughs> so, so we try and keep quiet, but you, people It's get so a little. difficult. But it, it's a moving moment. Uh, and so there they were, uh, and this was at every game before it. All, all the players stood respectfully uh, mm-hmm. to attention, you know, while, while the last post was paid. And then as soon as that was over, they all go down and take the knee, which completely negated what they'd just been doing, because what you're talking well, about... Well, so shouldn't talk-
1: you only do one of those things well, as you, opposed you, to well, two? Well, you're
2: talking mm-hmm. about honouring... Uh, The heroes of wars of the past. Okay, so let's think about arguably our greatest war hero ever, uh, Winston Churchill, the prime minister. But you're also honouring a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, from a lot of different countries,
1: from a lot of different ethnicities as well. Yeah, but
2: what I'm saying is that what I'm talking about, the incongruousness of following, uh, standing to attention for the last post, by uh, saluting BLM. BLM, Black Lives Matter, were the uh, rioters who went and uh, defaced Winston Churchill's yeah. statue.
1: They're also now a political party. Yeah. I thought once they became a political party, yeah. or have applied to be a political party, yeah. that yeah. they could no longer be yeah. represented yeah. by, say, football leagues and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: but, you know, sort of taking the knee now. It's like so last year's thing. You know, give it up. Yeah. Uh, the funniest people- one
1: I saw was Roy Hodgson. Who I presume is he still manager of Crystal Palace? I yes, can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was kind of half kneeling in? Four well, old guys, about ninety. But I was like, he's not going to make it up. He literally didn't look like he was going to be able to get up. And he was kind of he was sort of down on two knees, but not quite. You know. And it looks ridiculous Roy's now. knees matter.
2: They do, um, absolutely. But, uh, but, it, but it, it, it enrages uh, football fans. This has all been done in the lockdown, the silent matches without crowds. Now, if they had been taking the knee with crowds, trust me, they would have been howled off the pitch the fans would have booed them till the cows come home. So they're doing this... Not
1: because of their beliefs, but just because they don't want politics in football, do they? They're
2: unilaterally bombarding us with some kind of politics. By the way, Les Ferdinand, uh, the chairman of Queen's Queen's Park Rangers, uh, he got his team to stop it for a couple of matches and then uh, the Premier League forced them or the football uh, authorities forced them to start doing it again. Really? Les Les Ferdinand said, this is about as meaningful as a hashtag. He said, it's a stupid gesture that n- doesn't mean anything. Half the these players also, don't even know what Black Lives Matter is. He said, why are we doing this? And, and by the way, Les Ferdinand is a man of colour. So you can't get more no. powerful than that. No. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's stupid. It's, a, it's alienating the fans. Uh, and it's classic corporate virtue signalling that no one wants. It's got to end.
1: Yeah, which we all thought was kind of becoming a slightly more... Um, shall we say, not not normalised, but, I mean, it was slightly becoming, you know, a thing a bit of a thing of the past, you know, it was like summer of 2020 mm-hmm. was that whole big movement mm-hmm. and now people were beginning to go, OK, well, look, we can do certain things, there are things mm-hmm. that people are doing, there are things that companies are doing, you know, but that, as you say, that kind of, yeah meaningless kind of just tokenism I think just doesn't make any
2: we're not racist you're You're not supposed to be racist you know you don't have to
1: have a badge that says I'm not a racist (laughs) that's crazy Olivia your number three
3: so my number three who I'm sure I've done before but I'm going to do him again because it's always worth it is Sadiq Khan um well you know
1: Sadiq Khan currently because we're going to do an end of year plank you know planks of the year Sadiq Khan's currently uh by quite some measure, number one.
3: <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> He's winning at last. Yeah, yeah,
2: hashtag winning. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, yeah. I mean, he just is so incapable of doing Anything? the day job. Um, everything is about Sadiq Khan and his personal image and what people are saying about him. And he did. I mean, we've talked about people fawning over Joe Biden, but he tweeted fawning over Joe Biden, saying, "Well, we've will will." we'll work together building bridges not walls and someone which I thought was very funny commented on underneath we'll start with Hammersmith Bridge mate
1: <laughs> we can also start with reopening London Bridge which has been shut for the best part of the lockdown Yeah, you can only go across it one way I think and you yeah, remember yeah. Tower Bridge in fact bridges are not a great thing for him was no, Tower exactly. Bridge Tower Bridge got stuck and you Hammersmith Bridge is There, no one
3: can commute anywhere it yeah. has yeah. exactly. been shut for years is not it yep yeah. years and years and, not, and, and then he, all he does is set up more and more cycle lanes that's even more cycle lanes have not been. Not enough is
2: being said about that. It's mm. the most sinister thing uh, that I've seen happen in this country. Well, the cycle lanes. That we went into lockdown and every authority all over the country changed every town and every city uh, beyond recognition. Yeah. They just mm. turned them into cycle lanes and pedestrian paths and suddenly cars couldn't get through. Who asked them to do that? Mm. I know. Why, well,
1: what's well, that about? I mean, clearly they didn't ask anybody, but it's become Why? a thing. Did it's they not do just it happened, happened in London, it's
2: happened everywhere. Yeah. Why, though? That's what I'm saying. Why did they do Well, don't you know they're trying to save the environment? Yeah, that's another thing Joe Biden's got a wake-up call coming to him about, and Kamala Harris. Americans, you know, I don't think British people give much of a damn about Climate change, but let me tell you, Americans, you know, they could not care less about no. climate change. And they say, and Boris goes, Uh, well, pleased I'll be able to work with President Biden yeah. on climate, well, climate change. Oh, I mean, you shut up as well. Yeah, really? I mean, well, I mean, where up.
1: you used to live in uh, LA, right? Uh, I was there what, 18 months ago, 20 months ago, something like that. Um, and 405, the San Diego Freeway there's literally eight lanes of traffic on both sides 16 lanes yeah. 16 lanes completely chock-a-block for about seven hours a day oh right! 24. Incredible. <laughs> i mean i, t- I took a we, we did a little sort of hollywood tour with the kids right and had this guy driving us around so we couldn't be bothered parking and um, we got to about four o'clock and we went for a tea or a drink somewhere and he's like i said well we should probably start heading back we were staying down at newport beach he's like there's no point I said, what do you mean? He said, we might as well wait till seven. I said, why? Because he said, uh, said, you'll be sitting in traffic for three hours. It literally doesn't move. But can you imagine the number of cars, the amount of, uh, you know, exhaust coming out of those cars. And that's California, which is one of the greenest states in the union. Right. So, I mean, he's got no chance of getting the Green New Deal. Americans don't care about that. They They couldn't care less. Well, Uh, I used to have rounds with my nephew. Um, who would go on about how, you know, it would be better if we were uh, cl- kinder to the climate. While we were sitting in his mother's house in North Carolina with the air conditioning on full blast, oh, full wow. bedroom house, I said, well, maybe you could switch the air conditioning off if you feel uh, Politic- like doing something for the, uh, for the environment. Huh?
0: He huh? like, looks at I me like I was talking
1: ancient far. Greek. <laughs> Politic- he's like, what do you mean?
2: <laughs> but these we politicians- can't do that. Uh, politicians like Johnson and Biden... You know They're so detached from the normal population. They, they think you know climate change is a real election winner. Yeah. You know? No, it's not. People don't care. They really the don't care. But
1: the trouble is, in places like London, I think you can get enough support, if you're Sadiq Khan, for this kind of nonsense, because London has now become, I'm sorry to say, the epicentre of sort of wokedom. Because mm. if you go to any other part of Britain, it's not as bad as it is here. And I don't know, I mean...
2: People can you, afford to be socialists.
1: Well, they do. But, I mean, you know, by and large, they're, they're, they've got pretty good jobs. They're white-collar workers. They've got reasonable kind of, you know, prospects in life. You know, they're not struggling too much. Mm. And they love this idea of having... I mean, some of these people are spending, like, 2,000 quid on a bike. <laughs> I'm not joking. I That's mean, you rare, know, I bought a car for 400 quid, you know. And that was pretty polluting as well, by the way. It smelled like a chip pan going past, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the point is that, you know... The point is is that London has become this kind of woke centre of the world yeah. and it's quite disturbing for those of us who are not very yeah,
2: well people in london they're so stupid they vote against their own interests so they vote uh for you know green policies they vote for policies that don't benefit rich people with big houses and nice cars mm. which they all are yeah they vote for people because yeah, they want to give something back i mean you know but it's because they can afford it Right. You know, because they don't really have to worry well, like too much about London. That, they mean, just hop on a plane and go down to their house in All the people that are house to pay this, this
1: Ulez charge, you know, are not the, uh, you know, the traders of the City of London or the kind of PR people or, the, you know, the web designers. Yeah. You know, they're all the guys that l- deliver things for a living or have got one-man businesses with a van who are having to pay out 25 quid a day to even do their work.
2: Yeah. Shocking, really. It's ridiculous. Sadiq
1: Khan's always a good one for me. My final one is a, is a return from uh, a few weeks ago, our old friend Dominic West. Um, you might have forgotten Dominic West. Uh, he's he the, guy the star who, of the affair. He's the star <laughs> of the affair. Um, went off to Rome with Lily, uh, Lily uh, what's her name? James. Lily James. And Lily said Lily Allen there, that would have been a mistake. Uh-huh. Um, Lily James was pictured sort of um, canoodling with her in public and riding a, a, a bike with her. Um, and to all intents and purposes it was looking like they'd had some kind of romantic dirty weekend together and then he came back and did that ludicrous thing I think if he hadn't done this part of it I wouldn't have cared about him but when he came back to his wife who lived in Wiltshire somewhere and then they came out and did that David Meller esque thing Mm -hmm. where he put his arm around her they came out together and she went you know our marriage is very strong and everybody went that no, isn't so it obviously it is. is not why yeah. would
2: you well, even think i mean a message, as a, message, a woman so, so. i mean i
1: don't know any women that would do that i really don't i mean it's even if you're so if you're I mean, married to a politician and, and the, the guy comes home having obviously had an affair and says all right darling would you mind just you know let's go out and have a press conference
3: yeah, and it wasn't just a press conference. There was like zoomed in photos of yeah. him kissing. kissing her. Yeah, and it, so it literally also, seemed like, "Hey, look, I've got away with it." Yeah, no,
1: yeah. yeah. oh yeah, because like, yeah, he was really smug, of, wasn't he? It, it, was, it
2: was, it was, it was like a, fa- it was like a, a, it was a, a little wink to every it. bloke. Thank you, yeah, yeah. Dominic West. Yeah, yeah. Weston, hey, James. yeah. He's got away yeah. with it. Like she's, only got him fallen for it. Yeah, yeah, silly.
1: Yeah, we'll be all right later on. Get it, you know. Anyway, she since then has obviously worked out that that was really a very idiotic thing to do because she's she now humiliated to her 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 in Ireland She never moved, moved back to her mother's in Ireland. She's, like, as you say, never a good idea. Never a good sign for the marriage. Apparently now, today, it's been declared that, you know, my marriage is over yeah. by Dominic it's West. It's wonderfully yeah.
3: similar to his storyline in The Affair, yeah. where he's married with four children to a nice, rich woman, um, which is exactly the same he's married to an aristocratic Irish woman, and he has an affair with a woman 10 years but younger. But
1: of course, because he can't help himself. you know, he's just, He has feelings for, for Lily. You know, and I mean, she obviously probably does not have feelings for him. She probably just thinks, yeah, here comes Lily James. James. I mean, you you you
2: name the (laughs) co-star. I know. Well, she has got quite a long list. And again, you know, we should
1: not be in any way unkind to her because she's a woman. And I'm not judging her any differently. Um, You know, if she wants to, you know, have an affair with a married guy, she's perfectly willing to do so. And happy. I'm happy for her. But, you know, it's just it all. It's all a bit seedy, really. It's just all being played out in public.
2: It's good. It's, it, I Nick mean, w- it's great for us, of <laughs> course. Do you think Dominic yeah. West will now yeah. <laughs> issue a statement saying reports of the strength of my marriage were somewhat exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I I predict that he's a guy who likes the limelight and therefore will suddenly appear in some way, shape, or form. Either with the, he'll try and get his wife back. I suspect, which would be crazy for her mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. or he will be pictured with lily again and they'll be back together in each other's arms mm. and it was true love and you know i couldn't help it you know when you get those people who say i can't help who i fall in love with uh, yeah and you go
2: really well, yeah, yeah well you can, can, you can actually, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're yeah. A grown
1: up yeah you're not it's actually not, it's not 14. a stupid <laughs> f- film
2: right it's not a daft tv series now dominic
1: yeah. right Bizarre. Well, that's, that's nine people, isn't it? So yeah, we've, we've really got in. one to carry over from last week. I'm not sure who that, who that will be. We haven't had much of a mention of Keir Starmer. Keir Starmer hasn't actually done anything uh, plankish this week, bizarrely. He we hasn't done
2: anything, that's, done that's anything. why. Yeah. He's
1: kept well out of the way, hasn't yeah, he? Well, he hasn't really run over any cyclists it. and he hasn't thrown anybody out of the party, So <laughs> you know, which is why he was in last week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So
1: let's do the usual. Uh, we have to select one from each of our three nominations. So why don't I pick... Yours, you can pick his, and then you can pick mine. Okay, so, so your three
3: Martin Bashir, and who was your other one? Do you want to start well,
2: with so? You? Mine were Martin Bashir in the BBC over Diana, obviously. Uh, pollsters, mm. particularly in America, but it is a problem that's here. a good one, actually, Pro- mm. here too. Yeah. And uh, taking the knee at football matches. Yeah, I'm going to go with pollsters it. of yours. Pollsters, yeah. I think pollsters is very on point
1: because it's very much this oh, week's story. Here. Isn't it? It it's a
2: problem, really. here. they're not getting these things wrong. Uh, because they're incompetent, they're getting them wrong because someone wants them to. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely right. So you need to
1: choose mine. So I've got Adam Bolton, Dominic West and uh, Mark Drakeford.
2: Do you know, uh, because I think Sky News is so epically useless... (laughs) Yeah, it's an ocean-going, ongoing disaster that no one watches. <laughs> 90,000 for its top show. That's the funniest thing, right. that for all his pomposity, Adam Bolton, no one is watching him. Mm. I'm going for Adam.
1: Adam Bolton, OK. And your three were?
3: And I've got Sadiq Khan, John Major and Prince Harry.
1: Well, do you know... Because Prince Harry and Sadiq Khan are in it so much, yeah. I'm going to go with John Major. because also because I, I mean choice. It's a prize plank for this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. Contemporaneous. Yeah, so contemporaneous, topical, yeah, contemporaneous yeah, exactly. absolutely right. And also they'll still, because I'm compiling, you know, I'm such a saddo. I actually, after every week of the planks now, I compile extra points and put them into the main <laughs> list. This is what I do, <laughs> right?
3: I'm going to keep bringing Sadiq Khan on. <laughs> and we're and we're in lockdown, the there's nothing but, else but to Sadiq do. But will Sadiq
1: will, will still be in the top 10, so he'll still have points to be added to his, his total. Please Interestingly enough, Prince Harry... Harry and Meghan are second, but if you add in Prince Harry and Meghan separately, they Ah, overtake him. So I'm going to have to take a a view on that, because I don't know whether that's allowable. I don't think it is. I think they have to stay separately and together, don't they? Can I
2: just stick in the, uh, um, apropos of nothing, the glorious news that magazines like Hello and uh, all the celebrity magazines now don't put Harry and Meghan on the cover because they lose sales well, because of it.
1: That is well, cool. fun there enough. Goes
0: those funnily two. enough,
1: talking of polls.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.
1: The one last most recent royal poll I saw had Harry down as far down as as Camilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where he is now. You know, he's gone I'd, from he's, like gone he's gone from. I mean, I, well, mm. he was around about the same level. Mm. I mean, she's come up a bit to be fair from when she married Charles, as everybody hated her for a long time. I
2: like when well, you don't yeah, sell papers, you're over. I think she's great. When you don't sell papers, you're over. Yeah, yeah. you are and indeed. They don't sell okay,
1: yeah. so um, so we've got um, Adam Bolton. Polsters and John Major. I would suggest that maybe John Major is number one.
2: I, I wouldn't object. I think I, I was furious with his speech. So yeah. I concur with Olivia's Would you go with that? disgust.
1: Yeah, holsters two, Bolton yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. Well, John Major, you weren't much of a prime minister, but at least you are now. Plank of the week uh, here at Talk Radio TV. Uh, Olivia and Kevin, thank you very much indeed. And I should say thank you. Uh, this is from Mick Williams, this little bit here, the silver bit, which says plank of the week. John Major, uh, you are the plank of the week. We'll see you next time.